Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tech Talk is underway on a chilly Saturday. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for joining us. If you're around your computer, great. If not, you can still be a part of the show. Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226 is the phone number. Doug Swindler joins us each and every week, and we look forward to your calls and texts. If you're having problems with that uh, hardware, software, whatever. Doug, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. How you been? Yeah, it's been quiet this year. We just went over to my daughter's house, and she just cooked a wonderful meal. Yeah, just just a small group. I, I suppose probably 10 or 12 of us is uh, very nice, very nice. I kind of yeah. like the quiet ones. Yeah, no, no doubt. A good day and uh, relatively quiet weather here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, and beyond. Certainly good travel weather. But we invite you to join us. We do have something from our text line right out of the gate. Let's get to it. Um. How do you know Windows 11 Copilot is installed on my computer? How does it work? Can you turn it off? Can you turn it on? I think it's going to be built in for 12. Uh, 11, it's kind of an upgrade, and I think it's just there. I I don't know if you can actually turn it off. My experience with this is very minimal. Um, I'm trying to put it in my machine right now, and I'm having difficulty getting the upgrade. I don't know why. I expect to get that done today, and I'll be able to talk a little bit more intelligent next week all right um but uh we'll, we'll uh dig into it and do more on co-pilot in a future program uh here here's one uh dave from fridley here i have a 10 year old windows 7 hp pavilion uh dv6 laptop it's an i7 with 12 gigabytes of ram and a one terabyte spinner hard drive works perfectly just slow to boot like to change to an SSD drive and make a dual boot with Linux. All sounds good. What version of Linux do you recommend? Well, you know, I'm kind of a Linux Mint kind of guy, but there's an awful lot of activity on LXDE, uh, LXME, which is a Linux distribution that's here in the United States. And they're not as big as Linux Mint, but I'm actually going to be testing that this afternoon. There's so many people that are just raving about this. Yeah, they're really, yeah, either one of those. But I would say to start out, because of the support factor, probably Linux Mint. And that will come in several desktops, Cinnamon, Mate, and I always suggest people go with the XFCE. It looks almost like XP. It's just just quick and fast, and a lot of times people say, oh, that's for older computers that are slower. 
Well, you put it on a brand new computer. All it does is just run faster. But I like Linux Mint. And you can go to linuxmintos.com and check it out. There's numerous YouTubes that will give you instruction on what to do and how to add a drive or replace the drives. It's really much simpler than people think. You spend three, four hours educating yourself and you should be good to go. Just make sure you get all the backups that you need. Save your data first. That's my recommendation. Yeah, and, and that that's number one, you should have your data backed up, period. But when, when you start getting into stuff like this, you definitely want to back up your data. You want to have a uh, clean copy separated from whatever you're doing on on your computer, new drive, old drive, whatever. You want a completely separate copy. That That is job one. And a follow-up on all of this, what, what sort of SSD drive do you recommend? There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of great deals. But what do you recommend, Doug? Yeah, you know, if you want something that's going to be rock solid stable, you're you're going to want to step up and spend a little bit more and get a Seagate. These things are actually just top, top, top of the line. Next down would be a Samsung, a Samsung Pro, and of course you're going to save some money on that. But there's a lot of good SSD drives, and in fact, Microsoft brand, it's just wonderful. These things are just just perfect little drive. I haven't had one go bad, so it's really difficult. But the thing is, with SSD drives, they do run at different speeds. So you do kind of want to line it up. You don't want to buy a super fast one if your computer won't handle it. It'll still run. It's just why spend the money if you're not going to be able to take advantage of the enhancements. But there are so many good SSD drives out there. I just don't think you can go wrong. And the experience of changing operating systems, I think, is priceless. I think that it, everybody that I've encouraged to do this, that take those steps, even if they struggle a little bit, which hasn't been too much, when they're done, their confidence level goes up about 18 notches, just instant, and everything gets much, much easier for them. I think it's a very, just a valuable experience. That, that's my opinion. Yeah, and, and Doug, th- this is a great time of year to get into it. I, I know there's a lot going on with the holidays, et cetera, but... Uh, for the most part, people's outdoor chores are done, and it is a great opportunity to take your time and learn and and learn some new tricks on, on computers. This, this stuff is doable. There, there's no especially, and he brought up, you know, the, the equipment he had, 10-year-old Windows 7 HP Pavilion. It runs good. It boots slow. I mean, the, these older computers, well worth playing around, maybe Upgrading as he's going to do an SSD drive. Maybe, you know, go 100% Linux on the machine. I mean, this you're not going to do anything wrong if you back up your data. Oh, I agree. You know, and the thing is, is learn a little bit about your BIOS. Uh, learn a little bit about your hardware. It doesn't take very long, and pretty soon it's just all, it's like a light bulb coming on. I, I've seen it numerous times. The big thing, I think, is just getting past people's apprehension and their fear. It really is not needed. It's not necessary. You know, feel free. You're not going to hurt this thing. It, it just, it's just going to run. It, it just, uh, just the experience of this is just absolutely invaluable. I, I just c- couldn't encourage it enough. All right. Tech Talk with Doug continues. And, by the way, if you want to be a part of the program, you can – Get involved, 651 461 9226. 651 461 
416-641-9226. If you have an older laptop or an older computer around the house, is there a limit? Is is there an age or a capability where it's kind of like, yeah, you're going to need to move on, that, that you really shouldn't bother trying to maybe put Linux on it or update it or put an SSD drive? I know it's hard to pick an, a, a date or whatever, but is, is there somewhere you can go to figure out whether or not it's worth it to go to that trouble? Yeah, you know, that's interesting that you say this. Here's the thing. If your computer is capable of SATA, S-A-T-A, the hard drive connectors, you're, you're good to go with a two-and-a-half-inch drive and possibly even an NVMe drive, but then you'd need an extra card. If you are in an IDE, the old technology that's got the little pins, you may know what I'm talking about, but if you run a search on Google, um, IDE, all caps, space versus VS, space, all caps, S-A-T-A, and just put pictures on there. Just tell it to give you the images. You'll spot it right away, the differences. If you're in a SATA format, you're going to get bare minimum 3 gigabytes per second for the transfer speed on that SATA interface. Now, if you've got a computer that's probably 10, 12 years old, you're probably going to get 6 gigabits per second on that SATA drive. And that's, I don't care what you have for a computer, you're going to have, you're going to experience a bare minimum of quadruple the performance overall. It, it really, it does make that much difference. Uh, normally, we'd get a Windows machine in that was running a spinner drive, Take anywhere from three to four minutes to boot. You put that solid-state drive in and mirror the drive. Leave everything identical. And that baby will boot up in 30 to 40 seconds. Honest to God, it's that fast. Everything speeds up. You just can't encourage it enough. And today, two-and-a-half-inch internal solid-state drives are so dirt cheap. It's incredible. 256 gig you can get for about 30 bucks. Uh, A 500 gig. Um, just, I think they're about $40. Shop, do a little shopping, and Black Friday, I think there's a couple of them that they were selling because of overstock, that they were going for $12 for a half a gig or a half a terabyte, 5 to 12 megabits. Just wonderful, wonderful equipment. Tough to beat. The equipment today, I think, is better at less money than ever before. All right, Doug, great advice. A quick break. We'll come back. Still plenty of time to be part of the program. It is Jack Talk. If you're having problems with computers, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program today. Uh, the number is 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. If you call the studio, you'll visit with our producer, Josh Wheeler. He'll put you through. If you text, it'll come right into the studio, and we'll get it on the air for you. Here on News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. It is Jack Talk with Doug here on a Saturday. And by the way, we're on the air each and every Saturday here at News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O, between 3 and 4 o'clock. And here is that number, 651 651-461-9226. Um, Here's a good one. Um, I have someone who keeps putting Roblox on my desktop each time it slows down the machine and gums it up terrible. Is that well? Is there something that will clean that up? Is there a way from it being 
downloaded. Um, I've never heard of it. So, what? yeah, this is like a form filler program, and I've I've seen this before. But generally, if I take it out with Geek Uninstaller or Revo Uninstaller, it's gone. Unless they've got something where it's reinstalling itself as a startup program, you're gonna have to look for a script in your auto exec bat file or possibly under startup on your menu. Um, this can get to be daunting. Uh, possibly there is a plugin in one of their browsers that also is installing it. Uh, once you find it, j- just get rid of it. But I'm I'm sure there's information on Google. But if they have a problem with that, just um, give me a call. And I'll take care of that for them in no time at all. This is, um, it really bothers me that we don't have international laws that say when we uninstall a software program that the person that wrote that software is responsible to take out every morsel or particle that they put on. No more leaving little tidbits behind. There's just no reason for it. Hopefully we can evolve into that soon. I, I don't see anything like that changing yet, but I'd like to see that Come about real quick. That's that's we got to take that stand. We got to stand up and say enough is enough. Yeah, and I, I read about Roblox. R O B L O X is the ultimate mm-hmm. virtual universe. Well, it's that you create, share experiences with friends, and be anything you can imagine. Looks like some sort of uh, online game platform, game creation system, etc. And he, here's another thing, and. Maybe people are going to get all riled up about it, but but I notice that when my nieces and nephews over the years have gone over to my mom and dad's and start playing a lot around with some of their electronic equipment, things tend to get messed up or downloaded like a program like this. And then they'll call me or my wife and say, mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on or what happened. Yeah. And, and that's why I think... Um, Even letting the kids or the grandchildren on your devices, on your computer, especially something if if you're using it for banking and other things, that I I just don't know about it. I I don't think I would go there. Maybe have a tablet or some sort of other device the kids can play with, but not on your main computer, Not, not on the machine you do business on, so to speak. I, oh, I couldn't I would agree be, more. I would be very leery of that. And then playing around with network settings and that sort of stuff, that 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 should be hands-off. Oh, I agree. And this is really where Linux shines. If you have a Linux machine, absolutely nothing can be added, removed, or reconfigured without the use of the root password. And people can sit down at a Linux computer and have full access to the Internet, full access to all the software that's installed, and they can't damage it. They really can't, unless they have that root password. And even then, it's going to pop up with extra warnings. It's just a safer system all the way around. And in addition, if you've got a machine that is going to be accessed by numerous people of all ages, you're going to want to create some type of guest account. And let them screw up that profile, not your main profile. If you do that, that's helpful. Yeah, and, you know, Doug, I I can't help but think of the number of times where they've been in and changed a password or or downloaded something. Now, now back to the download. I had never heard of Roblox, R-O-B-L-O-X, that this person spoke of. Is there any way you can block 
that sort of thing or not allow that? And then beyond that, would, would a program like Pervasor help you clean up your computer after something like that was downloaded? Uh, the answer to all that is yes. Right. Uh, first of all, you could actually block the site in the firewall in Windows. Um, it's probably a little bit simpler to do in Linux, but Windows is doable as well. Just open up your firewall and put in a rule that they can't go to that site. And as far as Pervasor, that would be an absolute must. Once you have something that is taking control of the boot sector, it's reinstalling itself at boot time, once you get rid of that, for goodness sake, by all means, run Pervasor. It's, it's probably going to clean up the rest of it. But I think if this individual has already gone through this and they thought they had it out, they went into the control panel, they used the normal Windows uninstaller, and that didn't take care of next time they boot, it's got his ugly little little face back in there. That's not good. That's really, really out of line. I would be looking, first of all, to, to find out if we don't have a family member that isn't in love with this. And Roblox has been, they've actually changed their image several times over the past decade. You know, first they're a, a, a form filler. Uh, then they want to be a, a, a streaming thing like, uh, like Steam. Uh, I'm not sure where they're going with that. And there was a time where people were actually thinking that, when you downloaded Roblox, you were actually downloading malware or a virus. And that might be what these people have as well. They might have that old version of the download. And it's not the company's fault. Some hacker has just added it to several websites. Yeah. Uh, but once you get rid of that thing, Pervasor will be your friend for sure, for sure. That's a really good thing. Good thing that you brought that up, Steve. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and, and I think if you go all the way back to, say, your Wi-Fi and you create a guest network, um, and and you share that password, isn't that a good idea? I would assume on most routers, through most providers, you can have you can have your main. Could you have a separate login as well uh, for someone that comes into? I, I'm not sure how that works, but I would assume you could set that up. Oh, it's a piece of cake. It's uh, actually give you two separate networks yeah. uh, where they one you're sharing data between the devices, the other one it's just like a public network, like you get at a coffee shop. And almost every router that you install today has dual systems for guests and, and normal users. That's just a, just a given. Xfinity modems, routers have them. Uh, CenturyLink has, has, has multiple um, uh, configurations. Um, in fact, CenturyLink has actually four of them. You've got a normal and a guest for 2.4 gigahertz, normal and a guest oh, sure. for 5 gigahertz. So you've got four of them to choose from. And the nice thing about that is, is you have them log in to the high speed, the 5 gigahertz, and if their computer, if their device isn't capable, it'll automatically switch down to the 2.4. It's getting much, much simpler than it was. One thing about wireless, you should have these uh, listeners take a look and learn about Wi-Fi 6E, as in evergreen. There's Wi-Fi 6, but Wi-Fi 6E, a little bit more money, it's incredible, the speed and the stability. This is really the, the, the next generation of wireless. It really is the only one, in my mind, that is really fully secure. And it's, it's just, it's, it's a game changer. It's been out, I think, now for a year and a half or so. It's rock solid stable. In fact, all the new equipment are coming out with Wi-Fi 6. Hopefully it's 6E. And 6 is good, but 6E, that's the cream de la creme. 
Yeah, and it, it, once again, if you if you have youngsters that come over, so on and so forth, maybe it's worth instead of letting them on your computer, uh, your laptop, so on and so forth, go out and get a two hundred dollar Chromebook and let them play around on that. Oh, that, no doubt, that, no that, doubt. That, that, that's what I kind of thought of during this conversation that it might be well worth your while when you have the grandchildren over and they want to be on a device. Uh, a, a tablet is good. Or, or a Chromebook. There's only so much damage you can do with a Chromebook. Oh, if any. And the thing is, is, is you know, you can pick up a dynamite Chromebook today for two two hundred fifty dollars, a nice one. You can get them cheaper too. But I'd say yeah. I'd suggest people stay right around two hundred or above. And when you stop and consider how much time you could spend repairing your your normal production machine, getting it back to where you can get it into your bank and you're feeling comfortable that it's not going to be spreading stuff all over the world, it's it's easy to burn up $200 in labor time today. In addition to that, I can't put a dollar value on people's frustration. It's, there's just no way for me to do that. It's That's probably the most cost-effective thing right there. A, a secondary or even a third device that will get on the internet, I think in most homes is absolutely essential. And there's really no reason why you don't. I mean, they're they're not like they're a hundred thousand dollars each. You can pick up a dynamite machine for oh, well, yeah. you buy brand new ones now, the little mini machines, well, desktops, and hook them right up to the TV. You don't even need a monitor, and you can get one of them for three, four hundred bucks. That that come with Windows and drives, and they're fast. And yeah, it's it's definitely definitely a, a user friendly environment for equipment these days. Um, quick uh, break. We'll come back. We'll talk about uh, laptop. And uh, battery problems, we'll get into that. Uh, also, wh- what, what's better for long-term storage, a solid-state drive or the traditional spinner drive? We'll, we'll get into that. And can you still buy a machine new that has Windows 10? We'll get Doug's thoughts on all of that when we return following the weather. It is Tech Talk, and here is our number. If you want to get involved on the City's One Plumbing and Heating Talk and text line 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226, here on a Saturday. News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart is aboard. Josh Wheeler is our producer. Always great to work with Josh. And we still have a full half hour of the program if you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, by all means, send us a text or give us a call, 651-461-9226. Let's start, Steve, Minneapolis. Steve, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Steve. Hi, Doug. Thanks for taking my Hi. call. Sure. I have an annoying little problem. I have an Acer Chromebook. It's only a couple of years old. For some reason, I just can't get the external speaker to work. Um I've got a jack coming out of the laptop. I've, you know, I, I pulled that out and I plugged the speaker directly into the, the Chromebook. Still no sound. Um, I logged onto the Acer website looking for a download download because I read that sometimes the audio um, generator, you know, is obsolete. Well, it's only a couple of years old. Um, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I think I would suggest that you first try to, to get you pick up an inexpensive Bluetooth speaker. And if you order it at Amazon and it doesn't work, you can drop it off at Kohl's or someplace. They'll take the return, no questions asked, if you're, if you're a Prime member. Um, I, I'm thinking you might want to test a different drive, different speaker. In addition to that, these small little plugs have a tendency if they're if you but you're not getting anything so i i don't think this is it but sometimes if you just kind of like move them back and forth a little bit they'll take but you've got something going on i think that that is really it's an anomaly and if you've got a different port try a usb speaker instead of having to go with the ac the actual um uh i think it's a three millimeter seven millimeter yeah. plug yeah mini plug yeah yeah, yeah. See if you can get now. My speaker I've got it's a it's a USB and it's actually either powered off a 3.0 USB or I can plug into an external AC adapter. I've opted to plug in the AC adapter, keep the power separate. But that from time to time that one won't take either. These these inexpensive speakers, they're just um, well, you get what you pay for, kinda. But at the same time, if that speaker works in something else. Then you got to be looking at the hardware, and if that little plug doesn't work, go to the next plug. Uh, try Bluetooth. Bluetooth, there's no wires, but I'm not real high on Bluetooth and music. I, I would prefer to have it actually connected to the computer if possible. Uh, this can get to be a real nasty hassle, and your Chromebook, I don't think Acer has dual video. If it did that multimedia drive would be connected to one or the other video, but I don't think you're dealing with that with Acer. And I hope that helps. If that doesn't help, give me a call, and I'll certainly see if I can walk you through some other fixes. And thank you so much for the call. Have yeah, a good weekend. Yeah, not not a bad idea. There are USB headphones, as you pointed out, speakers, Bluetooth is a great option. You know, and the thing I've noticed about those mini plugs whether it's an output on a computer or another device, is that they, they tend to get dirty and they get filled with dust and junk. And if this is a Chromebook you're putting in and out of a bag, yeah. um, it, it can get filled with lint, etc. 
Oh, it's even more susceptible. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, no, no doubt there could be a lot going on. Or the, the connection between that, that physical connection between that uh, mini plug and, and uh, <sighs> motherboard just could have not been connected properly. I mean, it could be as simple as that. Oh, absolutely. These are, um, yeah. they're, they're, they're kind of delicate plugs. They really are. They're, they're not like a USB. Um, I, I think that uh, out of all the connections on a computer, over the years, I probably have had more problems with that plug than any of them. That one and the little tiny mics. If you got a big plug for a mic that goes into a little plug, that's much better than just having a, a, a or headphones, I mean, or a mic, either one. Uh, if you got that happening, th- those big plugs are really, I think, much, much way to go. The the standard, uh, they're not XLR, are they? You probably know more about that. Than yeah, the, the, the three prongs are XLRs, and, yeah. you know, typically you're not going to find that on a laptop. But say the board Correct. in front of me has XLRs, they have the quarter-inch plugs, they have the mini plugs, etc. The The only other thing I can think of, and I do that with some of the audio equipment, is, is I get a can of air that compressed yeah. air and I'll, I'll kind of blow those out because they do get dusty and it is not bad practice to to clean those out a smart move can because, or, or a good strong vacuum too yeah a- absolutely may, may want to give that a try as well but mm-hmm. yeah I, I just think those plugs uh in my experience over the years and and radio and going out and doing ball games is that uh, it's not 100%, and sometimes they get dirty, and sometimes you need to get in there and, and clean those out. But but go easy. Be careful oh, yes. with this stuff. You, you don't want to stick a paper clip in there or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, uh, or, or a toothpick that'll break off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you, you want to you tread lightly uh, for sure. Doug Talk continues with Doug. Uh, let's get right back to it, and thanks again for the call on the city's one plumbing and heating talk and text line. Um, I have a laptop. The battery is done. Won't charge. But the computer will run when it's plugged into the wall outlet. Is it harmful to run it that way? Oh, no. Um, big thing is, is if it's, if, it's, if it's throttling, if it's trying to charge that battery, you might even want to see if you can take the battery out. The older laptops, you could actually take the battery out, and they would run like a standard desktop. The only thing is, is if your CMOS battery on your motherboard goes bad, you're going to be setting the date every time you turn it on. But that's true whether the battery works or not. Um, batteries. I think we're going to see some strong innovation in batteries coming up this this year even. The, the, the strength of these batteries, we're going to be spending $20, and we're going to have batteries that last two weeks. I, it, it's on the come. Just, don't hold on. I'm not going to hold my breath, but it's definitely coming. No question in my mind. This is a, It's better to have them if you do. Now, where people really make their mistake with batteries, I think, is if you've got a device that's got a battery at least a couple of times a month, run that battery down to nothing. It's really more harmful to try and keep it charged full all the time. And that's true with especially the lithiums. You you got to run them all the way down. Just let it go dead. Even if you got to have an extra one, uh, but I, we find that in all of the lithium batteries, at least once a month, preferably twice. Just run it down till it just shuts itself off. Now you know you're all the way down. Then charge it, and you should train your batteries when you first get them. 
run them down to nothing four or five times, charge it, run them down to nothing, charge it, run them down to nothing. Take about a weekend to get that done while you're watching TV or something like that. But yeah, this is um, this it's a it's an interesting concept. These bat this battery stuff. Uh, here again, the the one that doesn't charge at all. I would think that a new battery might correct that. Uh, if it doesn't, I would just take the battery out and run it as is, as long as that's comfortable. Um, it's just fine. Whatever works, it works. Yeah, look at that computer and say, well, I've had that baby for 10 years. I paid X amount of dollars. It doesn't owe me a nickel. If you can say that, you're in good shape. Yeah, and the, the, the thing about batteries, uh, there are companies all over town that will do it. Batteries Plus, there, mm-hmm. there's got to be one near you. They, they do a really nice job. I, I've been very impressed. Um, for, for work, I'll go there with certain devices. Um, but there, there are businesses like that near you if you're not comfortable taking it apart. And they'll, they'll sell you a battery. It, generally, it's good quality. And they'll put it in for you. And, oh, no and doubt. If you're and not comfortable, and, well worth the money. And they're competitively priced as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, businesses today are very much aware that people are going to go home and get on their computer and they're going to find a price on the Internet. And people are willing, I believe, they're willing to pay a little bit more for retail and the convenience of having somebody to talk to and help them with it and pay their sales tax. They're going to have to pay sales tax no matter what. Um, but to get it right now, that's a plus. You're going to pay a little premium for retail. But in a lot of cases, it's well worth that extra dollars. And these businesses today are very much aware that this is their competition. It's not the net, the store down the road. It's the Internet. And sometimes Internet prices, they'll shoot you in the foot until you get to the, to the, to the checkout. And things change. And people won't really care for that either. I, I think that that's getting better. But um, yeah, just bear in mind, might be a little bit more, might be worth it. I've gotten to the point, Steve, where I, I won't even buy shoes on the Internet anymore. I've got to try them on. Yeah. yeah, for <laughs> and, sure. And I think that's the uh, same with furniture. I think you got to look at it and feel it and sit down in it. I just have difficulty with that. I, I did buy a bedroom set years ago, and it worked out real well, but I just the stress of waiting for it to get here, and it just, I'd rather buy retail. Yeah, and the, the, the reminder about the batteries or cracked screen and a cell phone, there, there are firms literally all over town that will do it at a reasonable price, and they have those specialty tools, and it's like anything. You get the hang of it, and you do it a few times. You get good at it, and, and in my experience, they do a really nice job around town. And, no doubt. Uh, they pick out uh, your, your favorite and sp- spend the money here locally, that's for sure. Um, oh, here's a good one before the break. Uh and it's kind of a quick one. Uh, of the two, which is better for archival backup? The traditional hard drive, the, the spinning, the mechanical hard drive, or a solid-state drive? What would you prefer, Doug? Well, you know, I think I'd go right with the spinner. And I don't know if people are aware of this, but Seagate actually will sell drives for specific environments and specific industries. Say, for example, you've got a security camera that is continuously erasing and rewriting and erasing and rewriting. They've got hard drives set up just strictly for that. They've got hard drives that they will actually offer a five-year limited recovery free of charge. Well, you've got to believe that that drive is built to the hilt. I just can't say enough about that. If people learn a little bit about Seagate, uh, the Iron Wolf line is just 
to die for. And that has both solid state and spinner drive still. They're not dead by any means. They may not be as fast, but in 90% of the applications being utilized, that drive storage is in the background, and it's not going to be affected by speed. Now, if you're gaming, if you're online, you're doing massive multitasking, you're doing graphics or creating videos, yes, then you need to step up and incorporate a solid-state drive as well. But don't think for a minute that the, the rotary drives, so to speak, or the spinners, whatever you want to call them, that, that technology is by no means gone, and it's, it's going to be around for many, many years to come. So I, it's great technology. Use it when it's, when it's necessary. The solid-state drives for normal people, the boot time and everything, and they're cheap. You can just rock and roll. But I think overall, the stability with drives, just like anything else, computers today, we get what we pay for, and we pay for what we get. It really is that simple. Quick break. We'll have more tech talk coming up. We'll get into that. Can you buy a brand new computer with Windows 10, or or do you need to make the jump to Windows 11? We'll get into that, and also uh, we will talk about uh, an upgrade and an upgrading. It, do do you have to uh, upgrade? We'll we'll get into all of that. And here's another good one that just popped in. How do you get rid of duplicate photos on your device? Uh, well, I, is it uh, handwork or is there some sort of program you can get? We'll get Doug's thoughts on that here on Tech Talk on a Saturday at News Talk, 830-WCCO. Tech Talk, Doug Swin, the heart uh, comes your way Saturday is between 3 and 4 o'clock. We'll have Doug's phone number and email if you want to reach out to him uh, during the week uh, momentarily. But, Doug, let's get to some quickies how about that one on duplicate photos is there a program that can help you weed out duplicate photos on your computer or phone oh i've dealt with this multiple times throughout the years and the thing is is they've got software where you got duplicate photos software for duplicate mp3s docs spreadsheets but there's also a program called duplicate cleaner that i've used multiple times and i just checked that out while we're on break here and <laughs> Duplicate Cleaner Pro, which there's a free version for home users, by the way. But the pro version, you're going to love this, Steve, $27. Wow. And it's a lifetime license. This I like because it's an all-inclusive. It, it will find all your duplicates, but photos especially. You know, these s- smartphones and cameras today are doing really high res, and they're taking up a lot of disk space. I had one gentleman that had his uh, smartphone set to where it would take five pictures all at once, so then he'd take the, the good one. He didn't even know he was getting five of them. He had it on, on just an unbelievable amount of wasted space that he just only way to recover, and I downloaded the free version, a duplicate cleaner, ran it, took about 20 minutes, cleaned it all up, and away he went. He took it right down to singles in one shot, one sweep. So at duplicatecleaner.com. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's a great program. Yeah, Great, great idea. Is it time to upgrade from Windows 10 to Windows 11? John from Minneapolis has a Microsoft Surface Pro 7. That's a nice machine. Uh, yeah, it depends on what year he's got there. That He might have trouble going to 11 and 12 with that. Uh, should be all right if it's like within the last couple of years. I, I'm getting along okay with 11, 
But from all indications, I have yet to get a copy of 12 in my fingertips, but from all indications, this is going to be a massive improvement over 10. It's going to be Windows 12. And that's slated, I think, last quarter of next year, I believe. Um, but Windows 10 is still viable. You're, there's no reason to get rid of it. I, I, I want to say September 2025, I think, is where it's going to come into life. But no, Microsoft can change that, too. Yeah, you know, they change their mind as often as you and I change our socks. It's, um, it's, it's a little up in the air. I am looking forward to getting my hands on 12, to be perfectly frank. But 11, there's some things that are, they've added keystrokes where I didn't think they should have. And it looks like 12, they're going to put a lot of that common sense stuff back in play, which I hope they do. I think 12 is the way to go. If your 10 is running fine and you're getting your security updates, no reason to update. But if you want to, go ahead. Absolutely. All right, Doug, uh, real, you, a re- real quick one I want to get to before we run out of time. Sure, uh, go ahead. To Best Buy to buy a new laptop, all they have are Windows 11. Is it possible to get a new machine with Windows 10 pre-installed? Yeah, you can. You can find them. They're out there. Um, I would uh, suggest those people go to Costco and check out um, uh, Micro Center and jump on Amazon Prime and put that right in the search engine with Windows 10. Uh, they're not have they Microsoft isn't giving people the opportunity to go backwards like they did with uh, ten to seven back to seven. That that doesn't seem to be a thing this year, so it, it's hard to tell. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of difference between ten and eleven. Be pretty frank. It's um you want if you got all your updates, you should be good to go. All right, uh, we have got to run. Doug, your phone number and email. Oh, thank you. Six five one five five two. 9543, and I hope to get my phone straightened out this week. And, of course, admin at WCCOtech.com. A-D-M-I-N at WCCOtech.com. 651-552-9543. And thank you so much, Steve. Yeah, Doug, happy Thanksgiving. We'll do it again in one week. Excellent. All right, there it is. Tech Talk on a Saturday with Doug Swindahart. Uh, we have all the news at 4. We'll go outdoors with Steve Carney. Hockey update of all types with Jess Myers at about 420. It's on the way on CCL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.